Hey everyone and welcome to All Things True Crime with Bridget Parker. I hope that you're having a good day or night wherever in the world you are. Uh, welcome into everyone who is here in chat um, watching live and hello to everyone who is listening to either the replay on Periscope DLive or YouTube or through the podcasts app that apps that we are on and um, excitedly I can actually announce that uh, we are now also on Apple Podcasts so if you search my name uh, Bridget Parker all things with uh, true crime with Bridget Parker will come up and you can subscribe there and if if you can if you um, are comfortable I would really love if you would give me a review on the Apple podcast app it really helps me out so let's say hello to everyone who is here um, in chat at the moment so a big hello to Amy, Jay Suarez, Bunny Bubs, Julia, Sandra, Emily, Dee Dee, Rosemary, Renee, Kanga Blue, Melissa, Joy Lang, Kathy. I think that I think I've got everyone. Hello everyone. Hello from Canada. Hello, Kathy. Hey Jack's mom. Hey Canadian witches. Welcome in everyone. Hey Southern Mum. So tonight I sort of wanted to go, I, I took a couple of days off because I haven't been feeling very well um, and my poor Bella hasn't been feeling very well. She's been very nauseous um, so I've actually just ordered her some, I called the vets and ordered some anti-nausea medication so I, I think it arrives tomorrow so I'll give you an update and let you know but she's really nauseous. She hasn't been eating as much and she has lost weight, so I'm hoping that the medication makes her feel a little bit better. So I've just sort of been resting a lot and um, spending some quality time with Bella, my my beautiful dog who has terminal cancer. Um, so I've been doing that, but I've also been trying to keep up to date with all of the things that are going on in the world of true crime because true crime never stops. It just, apparently, it just keeps going and going and going. So... There's been a lot that's happened with Gannon's case that I want to look at. Um, I want to talk a little bit Ezra, though. Um, and then I also want to talk about a couple of other cases that were, we, we sort of talked about a little bit in our Facebook, Facebook group, All Things True Crime. So if you're not a member of that group and you do have Facebook, come and join us over at All Things True Crime. Um, I'm sure one of the mods will kindly put the link into chat. Uh, we just share interesting things that are going on um, through different cases, be it current cases or past cases that we're interested in. Um, and one of those cases was about uh, a mother-in-law being beheaded, which is just crazy town so yeah it's 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 always happening it's always happening in true crime so uh this morning i woke up hey video chimp have i missed anyone hey sarah a welcome in everyone and a big hello oh i gotta turn on the restream a big hello to everyone watching on periscope and d live as well i'm just gonna pull up the restream which means that when you're live when we're live that if you're typing on d live or well, on any of the platforms, DLive, Periscope or YouTube, the the messages do come through so you can actually 
speak to people on a different platform which is kind of cool the only downside is that periscope um you can't actually see responses which is really annoying okay so restream is now up and i'm just going to quickly share this out on facebook and then i'm done so if you are watching live um if you would like to share this out on social media that really helps me out a lot as well as liking the video and oh, to run and of course subscribing to the channel hey faithful one so let me quickly pop this out and let everyone know that we are live how is everyone how is everyone's weekend the other thing that's happened, um, just to let you know as well here, is that we've gone from fires to flooding. We've, um, so being in Australia, we've had a huge amount of fires. We've lost a lot of animals and, and homes and sadly people. And I think that everyone's prayers for rain, um, I think you guys prayed too hard or something. I don't know. Um, I'm not super religious, but I, I kind of think something happened there because we've got such severe flooding now. Um, my mum was supposed to come over today and um, visit and she couldn't because the the bridge to my house is completely flooded and and no one can get through. So... There, there was a I've shared a couple of videos on Facebook um as well of people swimming through uh what's what is it fast food drive throughs as well <laughs> which is kind of funny in my area everything's underwater so I hope everyone that's in New South Wales especially on the the coast of New South Wales is safe because it's just been so crazy fires to floods so let's see who else is in. I think we're going to start in a minute. We're just letting everyone come in and get settled. Don't forget to bring snacks. Hey, Darlene from Texas. Yes, Canadian Witches, I'm on DLive. So as of now, I'm streaming live on YouTube, Periscope and DLive. And then afterwards, you can obviously watch replays on, on those three um, platforms. But you can also listen to me on any good podcast app. So I'm on everything. I'm like... Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Um, there's a couple of others, but I've totally blanked and forgotten what they are. Hey, Wendy Lou, how are you? Hey, CS. Good evening. Hey, Sassy Cassie. Hey, Catelyn, how are you? Yeah, guys, I think that 2020 has started off rough. I don't know about you, but I have not spoken to a single person who is just everything's calm and relaxed and chilled. It's just been such a, I mean, the amount of stuff I've gone through already is just, it's just wild. Um, I hope everyone's doing all right. I know one of my friends has lost a lot of loved ones this year. Um a crazy amount um obviously in australia we've had the fires we started the new year's with fires i was you know close to being evacuated on new year's eve and then we've had the floods and oh it's just been crazy and then all of these sad true crime cases as well um so yeah it's not it's not great but let's get started 
Let's get started. Yeah, it's been a weird new year, hasn't it? New year, crazy stuff going on. Oh my gosh, Renee. Renee says that her best friend's sister had a heart attack yesterday. She's only 53. I'm so sorry. Oh yes, Jack's mum also posted a little video on her channel that um has... Apparently it's flooding as well in Georgia. So... Um... I don't know what's going on. I think I just need to sage. Can we sage 2020? Can we do a collective sage or something? I don't know. So I haven't kept, I mean, you guys probably know more than me. I'm still sort of catching up with what's happened since I last went live about Ganon. Um, so Ganon Stout is a 11 year old boy who went missing on the 27th of January of this year. It was a Monday. Um, it's a very high profile, high profile. It's a very, it's a very, it's not using the word popular. Isn't appropriate. Um, it's a very publicized case. I'll say, um, I guess because of, you know, him being 11 and the story is just, it's, it's gripping. No one really knows what's happened. Uh, I mean, in my last broadcast, I was talking a little bit, well, a lot about the stepmom. And I recommend that you go and watch that after this live. Um, I'll, I'll pop links in so that you can, you can find it. I think it's called Breaking Gannon Stout Case Update Information or something like that. Um, so the last person to see him was allegedly his stepmom, Letitia, um, She's known as T. Stout. Uh, she's married to Gannon's father, Al, and they live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Unfortunately, it looks like from surveillance videos of, of neighborhood neighbors, um, you know, ring doorbell cameras and things like that, that she actually did lie and the timeline was completely off. And I guess before that there was a lot of... Um, public discussion of her being involved in this crime and because now it's come out that she's lied um there's even more so I woke up this morning to a lot of messages letting me know that T had actually been on social media a lot uh, overnight whilst I was sleeping and She's been posting a lot all through Facebook on different groups, um, sort of having a go at everyone for blaming her. And I wanted to know what everyone, um, what everyone's thoughts are. Does everyone know about this? Do you want me to go into more details? Okay, let me see what everyone's saying in the chat. Lots of sickness in your family, Wendy Lou. Interesting, Kanga Blue. I didn't even think of that. Dorothea McKellar's poem says, I love a sun sunburnt country of droughts and flooding rains. That's true. Uh, hey, Val's Variety Venue, how are you? See us, what's going on? You're contacting an, an attorney? Is everything okay? Yes, yeah, Sarah, her interview was um, so narcissistic. So, hey, Jazzy J. 
Yeah, so I'm a little bit behind on the case as well. So the last we left off on the channel was we looked at... I, I had a, a source emailing me information and um, was talking to someone in the na in that street who obviously knew information. Um, apparently that person hasn't been able to contact T as of late. Let me just check my emails and just double check I'm saying the right thing. Actually, I forgot to email that person back. Um, the only new info is that that I have been given is that T is not in custody. Um, T is not talking to any friends about anything to do with Gannon's disappearance and she is maintaining her innocence. And that was as of yesterday. So we spoke about that in the last live and the information that I was given through that source. And um, we looked at the interview video of, of Tisha, which is very, very interesting. We looked at the area as well, which was a little tricky on Google Earth because it wasn't really very developed. Um, oh, CS, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope that everything's okay. I'm sending you love. Um, Jazzy J, whilst you're here, is it okay that I made you a mod on Periscope? Um, and then, so what we haven't spoken about yet is that there has been a lot of searches that's been going on and I haven't been able to look into that yet. So I, I do know that they had a lot of little searches happening um, and that they were they were getting help from Colorado Parks and Wildlife with some sonar equipment. They were looking through, I think, lakes as well, I believe. Um, obviously, nothing has turned up, unfortunately, unless, well, they haven't released any information to show us that anything searched up has, has been found. Let me just check uh, another another news article and see if there's anything new. So they had small concentrated searches. Um, and as of Friday, they actually suspended large search groups. Um, and they're basing them off tips. But it doesn't, it doesn't look like obviously anything's come up. What they have said in this article from the Denver Post is hundreds of volunteers, law enforcement officers, search dog teams and horse mountain deputies have looked for Gannon since his disappearance. Authorities have also used a submersible underwater vehicle with sonar to search for the boy in unspecified bodies of water. The FBI and National Guard have also been involved. I mean, they're, co they're doing everything they possibly possibly can to find him uh let me just quickly add this source into my post so that information just then was from denver post now so the thing i think a lot of us want to talk about is that as i sort of mentioned overnight we saw or we heard of of t sort of getting on social media and defending herself hey kathleen how are you welcoming everyone um hey black rose oh honey black rose i am sending you can we all in the chats can we please send black rose some hearts please 
um, she's having surgery on Friday and I'm thinking of you and if you need to talk at all please shoot me an email um, I would love to connect with you there um, yes Jack's mom I have all of the posts I have the video so I'll quickly show that in a moment uh, hey Beatrix yeah the videotape is heartbreaking I have some <laughs> I still have some questions I have some questions about that I really really do thanks Julia I do have that video so we will play that so this is a video that she's popped up on social media um I think she's done it to defend herself I think but I don't know how that works hey Milliam how are you doing oh and we need to send some prayers for Amy Darcy Marie's mum as well so lots of hearts for Amy's mum as well she's under a lot of stress at the moment let's just give love hearts to everyone 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 needs a little love at the moment I think yes Jazzy Day uh Jazzy J Gannon does take medication every day and so it is very much a concern that he has been out without his medication for quite some time so let's have a little look at I got sent two different copies of the video so this is the video that was posted online by the stepmom so let me pull it up and it's so is it the day before um it seems that Gannon accidentally knocked over a candle and there was some damage to the carpet obviously um and this is like the confrontation or the discussion between the stepmom and Gannon about it so I'll play it a couple of times so you can all hear it Just pull it up. It's more the audio that you're listening to. So anyone who's watching the replay on a podcast, you're not really missing anything with with the visual. It's more audio that we're listening to. Three, two, I just don't know what to do. Whatever. Okay, we so get I'm going to see if this works and makes the sound a little better for you. Okay. So we'll play it again. Let me it. just loop it as well so that it plays a couple of times. Here we go. Three, two, I just don't know what to do. Okay. Are you sure you didn't do it on purpose? Okay, we promise. 
Pinky promise. Pinky promise. Okay. All right. So listen. Listen. Right, um, we're going to have to sell stuff to fix it. Is okay? it still fine? So, we figure out what we're going to sell. We can sell the sofa. We can sell whatever. Because we got to get it fixed so the lady don't be mad at us and kick us out of the house. Okay? <clears throat> you got it? Room two, I just don't know what to do. Room two, I just don't know what to do. More devastating. Initially, Scott, I can't lie when the TMZ information. Piano, I promise this is the last time I'm going to ask you. I'm just freaked out, okay? Are you sure you didn't do it on purpose? Okay, promise. He promised. Pinky promised. Okay, all right, so listen, listen. We're, all right, um, we're gonna have to sell stuff to fix it, okay? So okay. we figure out what we're gonna sell. We can sell the sofa, we can sell whatever, because we gotta get it fixed so the lady don't be mad at us and kick us out of the house, okay? <clears throat> you got it? Okay, so for those that um, are a little confused about the video that we just saw, let me explain it to you um, a little briefly. So, Gannon um, accidentally spilt a candle on carpet, which obviously can be a bit of a disaster. So, this is her filming. This is T, the stepmom, sort of stealthily um, filming an exchange between herself and Gannon about it and I guess she's sort of thinking that he did it intentionally um and so she's she's obviously asked him about it before and this time she's asked again and he's obviously very upset you can hear that um and it breaks it broke my heart I'm not a mum so I, I wonder how I would react in that situation but I was a teacher for 10 years I worked with kids for 10 years and for me personally and I feel very judgmental in saying it, but I just felt that um, if it was an accident, a genuine accident, like he said it was, and he was clearly very upset about that, that I felt like probably telling him that now that they've that's put them in financial strain and now they're going to have to sell something to fix the carpet, I felt like that was a little extreme for me. But, I mean, every parent can parent the way that they want so I can't um I'm trying not to I'm trying not to get on the bandwagon bandwagon this happens a lot in true crime where well this person's guilty and that's it um and I don't want to sort of be like that I want to try and see all sides so I'm not going to sort of say well that's proof that she did something to him it's not. It's not proof of that. It's just my observations from that video alone is I feel bad for him. If it was an accident, it, he truly sounds like it's an accident. Uh, I don't know the history, whether he has a history of of being destructive, but he sounded upset. He sounded genuinely upset, which broke my little heart. Uh, hey, Stephanie, welcome in. 
I know I want to hug him too. He sounds heartbroken. Hey, AMT, honeybee. Hey, Miss Krina. Miss Krina, it's over now. It's over now. I won't, I probably won't play it again. It's hard to listening to listening to him um, that upset. For me, um, if it was um, I don't know if it was me, I'd say uh, I don't know. I'd approach it differently, but but my confusion, my real confusion, my genuine confusion, and let me know in the comments if you can help me with this. Um, why did she show the video on social media today or yesterday? I think, no, I think it was today. It was today whilst I was asleep. Um, why, why would, why would she show that in a way of defending herself? Oh, fun, Jazzy J. Apparently her son coloured the, all the walls in his room when we were in Germany um, in a rented apartment. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Captain of my soul. What a cool name. Welcome in. Thank you for joining and for subscribing to the channel. So if you are new here, welcome in. My name is Bridget Parker, and on this channel we cover all things true crime. We cover mostly American cases, but I do like to discuss um, Australian cases as well. Um, so if you are interested in all things true crime, please subscribe to my channel um, and click the notification bell. And if you're enjoying the live stream so far, please pop a like on the video as well. That really helps me out a lot. Um, but I'm just very confused as to why it was posted online. I would really, I would really like to know. So there's a whole bunch of posts as well that she posted. Um, she was commenting back in... So there's a lot of Facebook groups. Whenever there's a a, public, a highly publicized case, there's a lot of Facebook groups for it. And she was posting in a lot of them a lot of different um, things. So I, I just want to pull a couple of them up. Um, I guess if she does have the attorney, like my sources tell me, I just question why... Um, why she's speaking out usually they they tell you to be quiet let me see if i can find some so this is a post let me edit it a little bit so you can see it Okay, so this post, it was screenshotted it's when it was posted seven minutes, but I don't know the actual time stamp, stamp of when this post went up. I want to thank my family and friends in the Carolinas who know my character and my dedication to our family. 
I have sleepless nights every day wondering what could have happened differently. Don't let the media fool you with videos and false information. I have cooperated with everyone and given them all that they ask for. Sometimes they let social media create these accusations to keep them busy because people involved in that nonsense have no interest in finding Ganon. With that said, I will only tell the truth, not accusations. I spent the last six years of my life fighting for custody battles, helped Albert pay for it all, was the only person who stood by him in a courtroom after courtroom. I took the kids from coast to coast to be with each parent, even driving through the night, extreme weather conditions and countless amount of airplanes. This is not to bash any parent going through pain, but to say that I have pain as well. Everyone remembers months upon months when I was the only provider. Albert in Alaska and Landon was all over the place. We rescued the kids from horrible homes, living in motels, guns in the back of their cars, their houses getting robbed, all the way up until I got the Instagram messages saying that she could not take care of them anymore. Out of love for my stepkids and my husband, I stepped in, delayed getting my doctorate, took care of them because we wanted to, took them on adventures that most kids their age would never see. My husband had to prep the kids every time they went with their mum for their safety until we eventually had them in our home 90% of the time. He works crazy hours, lots of school training and took care of our needs. I took care of these two children like my very own. I wasn't perfect, but everyone saw our pictures and the love that I gave them. It was hard sometimes. Was it hard sometimes? Of course, but because I grew up with Amy, my stepsister and all of our family is not get got along with no problems so it was difficult let me see if i have the next post i probably do but i'll just have to look, quickly look for it so she's sort of defending herself um I, i'm gonna say that yeah okay so she's been absolutely berated on social media um but I guess the thing that's irritating people the most is that the focus isn't really okay I've got the next post so let me move this and this over here I think the thing that might be irritating people the most is that she's more focused on herself and her innocence instead of on him. Okay, so of course, because I grew up with Amy, my stepsister, and all of our families got along with no problems, so it was difficult navigating through that. But I want to thank, I want everyone to know that it is well with my soul because I would never harm a child, especially not our children. On Sunday, we went on a hike with Gannon, and there was crying with me because I was crying. It was the day Kobe passed away, but he had no idea who he was, just that I was upset. I had every intention of covering up the fire that he started and protecting his feelings from what punished he thought he was going to get. Punishment, I think she means. That was our plan the next day to rectify the situation so that his little heart could stop crying. I have the video because somehow my phone was recording and you can hear how sorry he was. I have the pictures after we returned how I think maybe she means home so please don't believe what these people are speculating Albert is hurt he has a lot on him and he has always left me in charge of the kids 
he has to go through his emotions but will start to remember how I helped rescue them and have been our family's rock. I'm going to make the next post just about Ganon but I wanted to clear up some of these accusation liars. These people have painted me to be this horrible person. I want people to know the truth that I had the kids because they were in an unfit situation in which a G of Lytum placed solely with me until Albert left Alaska. I rescued them because I love them. That the kind of person I am who would continue to love them and treat them like my own always and forever. Call it what you want because I sit back, let people say horrible things that just wasn't true. Just some of the facts. There are hundreds more, so they need to be looking at finding Ganon, not blaming me. So that's the post that she put up and then obviously she put the video up saying that saying that she'd accidentally do you know what i mean like what does it what does it mean why would you all that shows is that he was very upset he was really upset hey hey audra so let me have a little look at what everyone's saying in the chat Okay, Millie M says she thinks she can convince everyone that she was calm, cool, and collected, that she didn't flat flip out over it. Well, I mean, it's a, it is a motive. It is. Um, Julia says she posted the video to try and show how gentle and understanding she was with a child, therefore couldn't ever hurt him. But it's really a lie, self-incriminating, and makes her look foolish. Miss <clears throat> Karina says, but like, why? Why on earth is she doing this? I don't know. I think that she doesn't like being attacked. I mean, I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine not being able to go on social media because everyone hates you because they think that you harmed your stepchild. Um, but in the, in the same sense, I don't know whether I would be on social media doing that because I would be so focused on trying to find him um, and doing everything that I could out there. She claims she's been looking at lineups. Lineups for what? So that's some of the posts that she had up. Let's put a photo of Ganon up. It's just, yeah, it feels like deflecting. I just, so let's see if I have the post that she put up then about Ganon because, you know, the focus needs to be on him. I mean, there's so many others, but I just feel like it's petty to go to go into every single post and to show you guys and sort of be a little salacious with that. I know people want to see it, but at the same time, it, none of it really, to me, I don't know whether any of it matters. I don't know whether her def to offending herself on social media matters. The thing that matters right now is that an 11 year old child is missing and has been missing for a considerable, um, a considerable amount of time now. And it doesn't seem like, they're 
finding any answers. Maybe they're able to sort of cross some things off lists with their searching. I mean, it's not great. It's not great news that they're searching bodies of water. It's not. Um, I, I'm just... The social media stuff is just really in, kind of frustrating for me because I, I wish that there was more focus on on him and not what she's saying all the time. Do you know what I mean? Hey, Mandy Ray, how are you? Oh, Jack Mum's Jack's mum makes a really good point that they might not be allowing her to participate in searches. I mean, it does look like, hey, Lady Pegasus, I haven't seen you for a while. It's good to see you. Um, it just seems... I don't think that police are allowing the public in searches anymore. From from my understanding, but that could be... That could be inaccurate. She goes on as well to talk... Hey, Earthbound Spirit, how are you? She goes on to talk about Landon, who's... Gannon's biological mum and she shows photos of Landon that are you know she's wearing a certain outfit and she's sort of trying to discredit Landon and that also kind of made me annoyed I just just focus on what matters what matters right now is that that on the January 27th, that was a Monday, that Gannon doesn't go to school. Um, we're not exactly sure now, really, of the timeline, but since that day, he hasn't been seen. He hasn't been found. And he's 11 years old and he takes medication that he needs daily. It's a genuine concern and I worry greatly for his safety. Miss Karina says it seems bizarre, guilty or not, her actions are bizarre. They are. Um, they are. I agree. I don't know how I'd be in that situation, but I just feel like the main focus here should be on Ganon. So I think that really is kind of the latest that we know. Unfortunately, it really isn't a lot. I, after our last broadcast, that was, I think, a Thursday for me. Um, and I, I was like, oh, I feel like we're going to get some answers soon. And we haven't really gotten anything in it. it um, I'm feeling a little deflated and I'm just, I just hope that there are answers. You know, if he's not alive, I hope that he's brought home to his family, to his loved ones. Earthbound Spirit and anyone else that's just joining, um, the latest is, I mean, there's been a lot of searches been going on, small searches, large, large searches for Gannon, who disappeared on Monday, January 27th. Um, over the last 
uh, I think today the stepmom has been posting a lot on social media. I do believe she deleted everything. So, um, but but lots of people sent me screenshots. She's been sort of declaring her innocence and talking about how Landon wasn't a the the bio mom wasn't a great mom and that she did everything for Gannon and and his sister and you know what a great stepmom she she was is um and so the focus has sort of been on that and not really about where this child is uh there's also um a video that's come out with poor Gannon crying and I, I don't think I'm going to play it again you can go back and and, and watch it uh, I'll put it in the Facebook group all things true crime as well in the um Gannon Stout thread so that you can watch it again but I think we've listened to him cry a couple of times now and it's a bit much it's a bit much Yeah, I agree, Gypsy Rhiannon. I don't know whether I would mention, well, because you did this accident or not, um, it's going to cause us great financial burden and we could lose our home. I mean, that's that's a lot. Oh, I was looking for a comment and I can't find it. Thank you, Adroxy. Thank you. And anyone else that's new and coming in, please um, consider subscribing. I make content that is based on true crime, mostly American cases. Um, occasionally I make videos on Australian ones as well. They're, Australian crimes are pretty, pretty brutal, I'm going to say. We don't have guns here in Australia, and so the murders here are, are pretty brutal. Um, so, well, yeah, that's true, Jazzy Day, Jay, um, you know, if you delete something that's on the internet, it doesn't mean that it's deleted. Usually people have screenshots of it. So I guess that's the latest we have on Ganon. Um, if anything else comes out, I usually post it straight away in the Facebook group, All Things True Crime. Um, and then I will come live if we know anything. I really hope that, you know, I hope, I hope for the best. I, I really, really do. And I know everyone else does as well. All everyone wants is for him to be found safe. Um, there's a couple of other cases that I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about, um, Ezra McCandless as well. Uh, but there was also a woman in Wichita who has been convicted of beheading her ex-boyfriend's mother. So I want to talk about that because that's just, I mean, wow. Wow. Hey, Fran. Yeah, I agree, Hurricane Holly. What a cool name. So, um... I mentioned in our Facebook group the other day, I think it was my Friday, your, no, my Saturday, so your Friday, 
Um, Ezra McCandless, who is a woman from, oh, is it, uh, it starts, is it Wisconsin? I think it's Wisconsin. Oh, bugger, I didn't write it down. The town of Springbrook I wrote down, but I don't, Springbrook. But I didn't actually write down what state. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Um, she was sentenced on Friday after the murder of her boyfriend. Sort of boyfriend. The case is crazy. I don't know if you guys have been... What if you watched the trial? So she went to trial in November and was found guilty, and she was sentenced on Friday, and she was given fifty years, which I think is a. I think that's pretty. I think that's a that's a big deal, um, from what I've seen. And why isn't the photo coming up? Oh, it's because I moved it. Let me just quickly pop this photo up. So I started watching the case. I'd watched a little bit of the trial um, in November, but I was busy doing other things. And so I was watching it over the weekend and oh my gosh, what an interesting person. I wish that I could show you some of the, the court um, video, the, uh, the, um, the trial, but unfortunately... I discovered that Court TV was the only station to broadcast it. And if you want to uh, use that footage, it's $500 a minute to um, use the footage. Uh, or alternatively, they will copyright strike you, your channel. Uh, so... I don't think I'm going to show it. I don't know. I'm kind of not financially stable enough to pay $500 a minute. And that's US dollars, which to me it would be like 900 Australian dollars a minute. And um, that's a hard pass. So I can't really show you any of it. But I do want to um, maybe make a thread in our Facebook group of of um videos to watch so that oh i don't know jack's mom i don't think so i mean i could try and view the episodes of 48 hours on cbs it could it's a little risky it's a little risky um hey tracy l welcome in everyone so but i will I want to do a full live about just her and the case and her ex. I don't know if it's an, if it's really an ex. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Sarah smiles um, as well, but to sort of say that going back to, to Gannon, if to say to him, well, we may lose our home, that um that's a bit much to me for me if i was him that would cause severe anxiety and would s deeply scar me as well um so yeah i think that's a great idea what we'll do is 
we will post a lot of info over on the Facebook page, All Things True Crime, uh, or the group, I should say. There is the page as well. She was in, a, she was, yeah, she was sleeping with three different men. So it gets very confusing. But um, the fact that she got 50 years is in, is kind of in, in, incredible. Um, I want to quickly pull up an article that discusses it. And the article is from CBS News. So let me just pop the source into the description for that. Someone mentioned on Amy Darcy Murray, this is uh, Ezra McCandless. So her original name, her birth name was Monica K. She then changes it to Monica Carlin. And then she changes it to Ezra McCandless and she uses McCandless because it's a man who was I've totally forgotten his his first name but Into the Wild the book and the movie is based on on that man's life and he was sort of a traveler and he explored and um is a very interesting human being it was a very it's a very interesting choice of last names to use actually and so is Carlin as well actually so Ezra identified as she she changed her name to Ezra because she felt that it was a very sort of gender neutral name she said that she identified in high school more as a in the masculine sense and during trial she presented more feminine let me pull up another photo as well um, of how she looks at sentencing because which was on Friday because there's a stark difference in how she looked I also managed to get a whole bunch of um, crime scene photos where is my photo downloads Here we go. So this is her on Friday. So she's had a very big change, you know, especially the haircut. It's more of a, to me, more of a, another masculine trait. So I'm kind of wondering whether she did possibly play on the femininity just for trial, thinking that that would work better with the jury. I don't know. I'm not sure. So she during yeah, thanks Alex mum, um Alex mum, Jack's mum. She during the trial she claimed that she killed um this man Alex that she was sleeping with um due to self-defense. He attacked her and she defended herself. It's very questionable though because she sort of feigns amnesia during when she sort of goes to get help and she says she can't remember anything at one point she says that she can't remember even her name they actually had a memory expert testify for the prosecution as well which i want to um listen to soon 
Uh, but I'm going to get the 911 call. I'm going to get the police interrogations and do a proper live where we focus solely on the case because there's so much to it and so many facets. Alex Wood, uh, Woodworth, who is the victim in this case, he um, was 24, Ezra was 22 when this happened, and he was uh, very philosoph philosophical. He was an avid writer and he wrote some pretty um, intense essays um, and journal entries, which I want to share as well. I know that there was one journal entry in particular that the media picked up about him discussing cannibalism but not in the sense of him committing it but what he felt cannibalism represented which i actually thought was very interesting um so this woman's name cs is ezra mccandless um and just to get you interested for when we do this so i'm thinking about maybe doing a stream on her tomorrow So she's claiming that she was attacked and that, why didn't that come up? Oh, because of this. She's claiming she was attacked, but that Alex carved the word boy into her. I don't know how you can be attacked whilst having words carved into you. I'm a bit confused about that <gasps> Jazzy J says that she wore the sweater her ex gave her when he testified she took off her pink jacket so he could see it oh my gosh wow it's a very bizarre case guys I'm really interested I'm really interested in exploring it with you all so Stay tuned for more on Ezra McCandless this week. But let's move on to, yeah, it just doesn't make sense the way that that's carved, but that's just me. Yeah, her hairstyle did change a lot. So I want to talk a little bit, I want to read you this article that I shared in the Facebook group um, a couple of days ago. So there's there's two cases I wanted to talk about. So let's talk a little bit about this woman named Rachel Hilliard. So she is the woman behind the beheading of the of her ex-boyfriend's mother in Wichita, Kansas. So this is from cbs42.com. Let me just add that into my sources. Interesting Lady Pegasus. I don't know if she's right-handed or left-handed actually. Jack's mum says she's right-handed. Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a taste of it today in case you don't know anything and you want to come, you want to do some Hey Light Feather. 
um, you want to do some research and some respectful stalking before we go live about it. Um, maybe tomorrow or the next day. But let's have a little look at... Um, this article. So she was convicted, Rachel Hilliard was convicted on Thursday of first-degree murder in the decapitation death of her ex-boyfriend's mother whose head she left in the kitchen sink. She left her ex-boyfriend's mother's head in the kitchen sink. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Catherine Knight, who's an Australian, um, obviously, female killer. She she decapitated her boyfriend and his head was found in a pot in the sink. So if you want to watch a video about that, that is up on my channel. It's a true crime spotlight. Prosecutors said Rachel Hilliard cut off the head of 63-year-old Mickey Davis using two steak knives on April 9th, 2017. Davis had gone to Hilliard's home with her nine-year-old grandson to collect her son's belongings at Hilliard's insistence. The child ran away before his grandmother was beheaded and called for help. Oh, that sentence. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That poor child. So it sounds like uh, Hilliard actually encouraged the mother, the, the mother-in-law or ex-mother-in-law to come over. Maybe she had it planned. Although the next sentence says that um, Hilliard's lawyer acknowledged his client killed Davis but said it was not premeditated, which is required for a first-degree murder conviction, the Wichita Eagle reported. I'm not sure about that, though, because she insisted that the mother or ex-mother-in-law come over. Hilliard, 38, attacked the older woman without provocation, then grabbed a knife to finish what she started, said which Sedwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett said during closing arguments. He said Hilliard used a second knife after the first blade broke. I mean, a steak knife as well. They're not sharp. Ugh. For her own reasons, Rachel Hilliard had had it with Mickey, uh, Bennett said. Hilliard's attorney, Quinton Pittman, said Hilliard thought Davis was dead when she severed her neck. Testimony during the trial indicated Davis may have been unconscious but was alive when Hilliard decapitated her. Oh, my God. This is brutal. This is brutal. Pittman insisted there was no premeditation but he didn't ask the jury for a lesser charge. That's interesting. The jury could have found Hilliard guilty of second-degree intentional murder, second-degree reckless murder, or involuntary manslaughter, but they went for that first degree, obviously. What we have are bad decisions and horrible consequences, Pittman said. Hilliard testified Wednesday that she thought Davis was already dead and that she cut off her head to free her soul from her body. Prosecutors said police found Davis's body in Hilliard's garage and her head in the kitchen sink. Thank God that child ran and escaped, though. Can you imagine that poor child? 
Hilliard, who was treated at a state psychiatric hospital before she was declared competent for trial, said she was discussing a painting with Davis when she lost her temper. I just freaked out. We were wrestling into the garage and we got into a fight, she said. But prosecutors noticed, noted a police interview in which Davis's grandson described Hilliard jumping on and beating Davis with no warning. And her sentencing is set for March 27th. Wow. No, Bennett is the district attorney. It does sound like um, more of a mental illness thing happening there, maybe hearing voices and showing some paranoia. Um, and I guess that's why she was sent to the state psychiatric hospital before being declared competent because that's just so, so brutal and violent. Um, she, in another article I'm reading now, which is KWCH, um, Hilliard testified on Wednesday that voices in her head told her to murder the 63-year-old grandmother. On um, So uh, Mickey Davis, the woman who was sadly killed, her family has actually spoken out and Jeremy, um, her son, said that his mother was the family's backbone and, the laid, and laid the foundation for them to move beyond the tragedy. He said that he believed the bravery of his now 11-year-old nephew assisted with Hilliard being charged to the highest degree of murder. The boy, who was nine at the time and was with Davis the day of the murder, he also called 911 during the disturbance, which turned deadly. I wonder if that 911 call has been released. If anyone would like to do some respectful stalking and see if they can find that 911 call, I mean, it would be really, really, really hard to listen to being that there's a nine-year-old reporting it but i would be interested to hear it um he goes on to say actually he was the heart of the case he knew exactly what happened he was a very smart and brave young man love him to death um, apparently Brigitte, the boy's maternal grandmother said despite the gravity of the case he's been able to remain a happy child thank god he had a lot of support, family support. He seems very happy. He plays in the orchestra. He's doing really well. Uh, Rush said despite the justice serve, he still lost his mum. So that's really hard too because you've had to sort of, you're the, well, you're not the reason, but you're, you assisted in helping put your mother behind bars. It's just... Ugh, it's so awful. Bye, Sarah A. Have a lovely day. Did you did you say she was incompetent? No, so she she went to a, a, the state psychiatric hospital until she was cleared competent to stand trial. Let me show you another photo of her. that shows her a little differently. This is how she looked. So this is how she looked, I do believe, on Thursday. But let's have a little look at how she looked when she was originally arrested because there is a very stark contrast. Uh, 
let's do this. I mean, her her eyes look different to me. She doesn't really look. I don't know. What's Joy saying? Let's see what Joy's saying. So, if you're listening to the replay um, on a podcast app, I will pop photos up on. Um, my facebook group and also my facebook page which is um if you search all things true crime it it will come up on facebook so joy lang says that she didn't want the grandmother to get the child lady pegasus says she only sees evil in her eyes yeah, that's what I think, um, Kanga Blue. I think that you can see the difference between on meds and off meds. I mean, you do. I see that. I've seen that a lot of times with cases. You can see the difference in their in their eyes that they're more present and more aware. And so this is the stage that we're actually at with the Kevin Bacon, Michael Latonsky case. Michael Latonsky is um, is going to or in a state psychiatric hospital um to be assessed and to see if he is competent to stand trial for the murder of kevin bacon um and i did pop up a video over the weekend um about a man who was killed here in australia uh in new south wales and the police do actually believe that it's linked to meeting a man off of grinder so uh I don't know whether we're just hearing about it more because I'm more aware of of what's happening or whether there is more of a prevalence of um these sorts of of crimes. I don't know, but very interesting. The man's name obviously hasn't been released. There's it's just a little 2-minute video. So if you want to go and have a little look after this live, uh I'd love if you could go and have a little look and support the video. So yeah, she will be sentenced on March 27th. So let me quickly write that down so that I can put it in the court calendar, which I haven't sorted out. And I will do that after we've gotten off the live. Rachel Hilliard sentencing. So that's a first degree murder charge uh, in wichita kansas so there's one other little there's one other thing i wanted to cover today today's just sort of like a little uh informal thing uh oh, i've just realized i'm on top chat that's so annoying i would have missed comments sorry guys i've missed comments um i wanted to talk about this one because i shared this case in the Facebook group as well and there was a lot of feedback on it and for some reason the image isn't coming up let me try again hmm odd okay 
One minute, please. Oh, it's because it was in the wrong folder. So um, this is about um, Sabrina Haruni. Um, so the title of this article from Crime Online is Jealous Boyfriend Brutally Beats Girlfriend and Leaves Her to Die Alone Calls an Uber to Carry Her Lifeless Body Away. I just... Wow. Another crazy case. So a Pennsylvania, a Pennsylvania man is facing murder charges after prosecutors say he viciously beat his girlfriend, then left her to die alone before calling an Uber to help. NBC 10 reports that Nicholas Foreman is facing murder charges in connection with the death of 22-year-old Sabrina Haruni. According to authorities, Foreman beat Haruni on Sunday night, then left her inside his rented room in Perkimon Township um, while he went to a scheduled court hearing the following day. An Uber driver was key in helping detectives uncover the events that led up to the incident. Montgomery County prosecutors alleged that the couple went to PJ Whelan's pub to watch the Super Bowl on February 2nd in Oaks. An Uber driver later picked up the pair and witnessed them arguing about an ex-boyfriend sending Haruni a text message. The Uber driver said that during the entire ride, Foreman demanded to see Haruni's cell phone. The driver dropped the pair off at Foreman's residence and heard screaming and arguing for about 10 minutes. He drove away when the arguing stopped, according to court documents. Oh my God, that poor Uber driver. Oh my gosh, that poor man. Oh. What he must be feeling knowing that he, he heard the arguing stop. Oh. The next morning, Foreman attended a preliminary court hearing for felony drug charges. At around 11.30am, after he returned back to the residence, he allegedly called for another Uber ride to a nearby hospital, prosecutors said. Foreman put Haruni's severely battered body into the Uber car and rode with her to Potsdam Memorial Hospital. While at the hospital, Foreman told nurses that Haruni had been in a fight with three women the previous night. The Philadelphia Inquirer reports citing court documents. Foreman allegedly claimed that he didn't get involved in the fight because he's on probation for driving under the influence and resisting arrest. Medical staff said that Haruni's body was ice cold when Foreman brought her to the hospital. Although Foreman said the victim seemed fine until the following morning, court records indicate she had bruises all over her neck dried blood from her nose, dried vomit in her mouth, and head trauma. Authorities said she was dead when she arrived at the hospital but could have been saved had Foreman gotten her medical help earlier. Investigators also uncovered cell phone video that Foreman allegedly recorded showing an injured Haruni lying face down in a yard shortly before midnight on Sunday. Oh, my God. This is what cheating liars get. Foreman is accused of saying whilst recording the footage. Authorities arrested Foreman at his home. He remains behind bars without bail. Hey, open minds. It's just disgusting. So these poor two Uber drivers, one hearing possibly the last moments 
of Sabrina's life. And the second Uber driver driving a, a man and his deceased girlfriend to the hospital. I just don't have words. I really don't. This poor woman. So let's just see what he's been charged with. I'm hoping it's, it's, oh yeah, he's been charged with first degree murder. Good. I'll show you a photo of him. Actually, there's a little video. Nope. It's gone. <clears throat> so here's another photo of her. She's so beautiful. Here's another photo of her. So they were both 23. Um, <clears throat> okay, so he was, he's ordered held without bail and is due back in court Wednesday. So I'll write that down to add to the calendar. Yeah, he recorded, so he recorded her lifeless, unresponsive body and says, this is what cheating liars get. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <clears throat> so my thoughts go out to her family. I just, it's just so, that is just so unbelievably disrespectful and disgusting and ugh. People suck. <laughs> Oh, I just found another news article. Let's have a little look at this. When's this from? Two days ago. <clears throat> oh, okay. So there's a man that was executed on Thursday. So let's have a little look at this. I'll show you a photo of him. So this is an interesting article. I just stumbled upon this. This is what I tend to do during my mornings. I, I go and just have a look and, and do research to see if there's anything new that's come out and then I post it in the group and then I decide whether 
we want to go live about it or not. So a Texas man who murdered five family members, including his seven-year-old and nine-month-old daughters, apologized to his in-laws and thanked his father and Jesus for turning around his life before he was executed on Thursday. Wow. Uh, Abel Reveal Ochoa, Ochoa, 47, was denied his last appeal an hour before his execution by lethal injection. 18 years later, after shooting his wife Cecilia, two daughters Crystal and Anai, his father-in-law Batolo and his sisters-in-law Alma and Jackie with a handgun. Alma was the only one that survived. He shot his oldest daughter Crystal four times. So he says before his execution, I would like to thank God, my dad, my Lord Jesus Saviour for saving me and changing my life whilst he was strapped to the gurney. I want to apologise to my in-laws for causing this, all this emotional pain. I love y'all and consider y'all my sister I never had. I want to thank you for forgiving me. In August 2002, he grabbed a 9mm handgun from his bedroom after smoking crack he had bought with money borrowed from his wife that morning on the way home from church. He was arrested minutes after he methodically shot his family members and drove away in his wife's car. He gave police a detailed written confession saying he committed the murders because he couldn't handle the stress anymore and was tired of his life. He ultimately blamed his drug addiction. So the jury found him guilty of the murders in 2003 after just 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Wow. I think that's, that's the quickest I've seen. Um, he, he, you know, he tried all of his appeals and his U.S. Supreme Court appeal was turned down last year. And he is the second inmate executed in Texas so far this year. So I'll pop that link in the description in case anyone wants to look. That was from Fox News. Wow. You saw his documentary, Light Feather? Interesting. I'll have to go and have a little look and see if I can find it. If anyone can find any information or anything we talked about that talked about today they find anything out then just um make sure to shoot me an email with the info or pop it in the facebook group all things true crime lady pegasus says when i hear of what these victims have suffered before their final breath i just think of how terrifying it was for them just so horrific i know hey david how are you how are you feeling oh yeah the oscars are on i forgot about that that's probably why a lot of people dropped, jumped off or probably because I stopped talking about, um, about Ganon. I just feel, I don't know, for me personally, um, I feel like, um, when it comes to cases, I just want to give you what I've got and then move on. I don't feel like sitting here for hours talking about me personally. This is not about anyone else. It's about me personally. I'd rather just talk about what we know and then sort of move on. Um, 
as well. Yeah, I think a few people are sick at the moment. David's got bronchitis. He was at the hospital yesterday. That's okay, Lightfeather. I'll just do a Google of his name. So is there any other cases that are interesting at the moment? Let me go and have a look in the Facebook group. Oh, we've got a whole bunch of people wanting to join. Let me add you guys. Okay, let's see what's going on. I don't, I haven't really posted anything today. Oh, hang on. There is something else I wanted to talk about. Um, Kristen Smart. Find a family representative or to be prepared for news. And then we find out that nothing really came from that. Uh, and then I found out two or three days ago that some new warrants were issued in the case of Kristen Smart. So let me just quickly set this up so we can chit chat about it for a moment. I think this would be another case that would be great to cover in a separate live to talk about. But it's just interesting that, I don't know, it was, it was a bit weird. Oh yes, Lisa Snyder's on the, on the docket this week. I, I really have to go through the court calendar. Okay, so let's go back to a little brief overview of the case. So she was abducted and killed at the end of her freshman year on May 25th, 1996. And they haven't, she was 19 at the time, they haven't worked out who actually killed her. Um, so let me grab an article. Because apparently items of interest have been recovered in the case. It's just interesting that um, we had that sort of two, three weeks ago. They said, be prepared for news. And they're like, no, 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 that's not. Maybe they didn't realize it would become so big in the media. So apparently the primary suspect in the 1996 disappearance of California college student Kristen Smart was detained on Wednesday as police served search warrants for four locations related to the cold case. One of those locations was a home in a residential neighbourhood in San Pedro where Paul Flores has lived since 2010. So he was detained during the search of that home and later released. They also served a warrant at the home of his mother. He's never been arrested or charged in connection with the case. But he was the last known person to see her. So let me show you a photo of what happened a couple of days ago. He looks very confused. Very, very confused. He's like, what's going on, man? 
They searched four homes consecutively. Another one in Washington State. Officials said they were disclosing the development to the public due to the high-profiled nature of the investigation into the disappearance and whereabouts of Kristen Smart and to avoid the dissemination of misinformation. But nothing else has really been um, announced about it. They also revealed that 37 pieces of evidence from the early days of the investigation has been submitted for modern DNA testing. So maybe... Um, I don't know. Let me have a look. Maybe um, we may get some answers. Streamlabs should Streamlabs should be working. It says it's working. Let me try. So like Feather says, I was wondering if anyone has Netflix great series called I'm a Killer. I've watched the first season. I, I heard that the second season of I'm a Killer has come out. I haven't watched it yet. So maybe we can have a chat about that um, someday soon. David, we're just going over a couple of cases. Today's sort of more of like a chit-chat. It's not focused on one case in particular. We talked about Gannon Stout and the new information there. We talked a little bit about Ezra McCandless, and we're going to do a stream this week dedicated to her um, and the trial and all things about her. She's very interesting. We talked about Rachel Hilliard, who shockingly decapitated her ex-mother-in-law, um, and then we talked about Sabrina Haruni, who was killed by her boyfriend, a je her jealous boyfriend um, as well. It's just, there's so much. Oh, I guess um, Streamlabs isn't working. Oh, well, that's okay. That doesn't matter. I think I'm going to wrap it up for, the, for today. We've gone on for an hour and a half. Um, I want to thank everyone for coming in and for watching and listening. Um, so my name is Bridget Parker and I cover all things true crime. So if you're interested in that, please consider subscribing um, or following or whatever it is called on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. I will be streaming again tomorrow. I think what I'm going to do is probably stream my Monday to Friday, which is America's Sunday to Thursday. No. Yeah, that would be Sunday to Thursday. Yeah, I think that that's right. Um, and then take weekends off for me, for myself just to rest. We'll see how we go. Uh, but I will see you guys tomorrow where we talk about, I think we'll talk about Ezra a little bit more tomorrow. And if anything else comes out about Ganon, we will talk about that then. So make sure if you enjoyed this video to give it a like, it really helps my channel grow. And don't forget to give me a review over on Apple Podcasts if you listen to it to me over there so take care everyone uh until next time bye for now